Thursday, October 31st. The city streets are crowded for the holiday. Even with the rain, hidden in the chaos, is the element, waiting to strike like snakes. And I'm there too, watching. Jackson. Hello, Vengeance, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> we meet again. Uh, Batman's out. Yes. We watched the, it. The Batman is out, yes. The, the Batman is out. Yeah. Uh, it opened. Yes. With one of the things I've always wanted to see in a Batman movie, which is narration. I, I love this movie. I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to overhype it. I love this movie. How do you feel? Uh, Zach, I did not care for this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Should be eight times watching it. Not for me. <laughs> uh, I have seen it a few times now. Um, it is probably the best Batman movie ever made. Uh, Robert Pattinson is the best Batman. Yep. Um, you know, taste is taste, but for me, it's like <laughs> it's like just an unequivocal. Like, there's no way around it. Like no. he does such an amazing job being given such a difficult thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Something that's very notable about this movie is there is no Bruce Wayne in this movie. No. There's there like... are times when Batman is not in his bat suit. But it's still Batman. But it's still Batman. Yeah. This is a character who has not yet reckoned until the very end with the idea that there needs to be a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Sometimes he uses the fact that he and Bat- that Bruce Wayne and Batman have two different faces to to accomplish things, but he's always Batman. It's true. There is no Bruce Wayne in this movie. There, it, we're it going is to full, the Batman. Yeah, this is full spoilers, by the way, because at this point you should have seen the Batman. If you didn't, yeah, go fuck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's that is especially like captured when he knocks on the club as Batman, and then later goes to the same door, knocks on the club as Bruce Wayne, but he just has the stance of Batman. The um. This is, this is going to be an unstructured conversation. Very but, much, because uh, I just... That was like the perfect thing to... One of my favorite things about this movie... Uh, there's a lot of mirrors. There's a lot of repetition. Yes. Um, used to really spectacular effect. Uh, the Iceberg Lounge sequences oh. are very much, in and of themselves, all great scenes. All great sequences. But you see an evolution of how he's learning to be Batman. Yeah. Uh, the first scene, he just knocks on the door, <laughs> bitch slaps the two bouncers, stomps through the club, fights everybody on his way in there to talk to Oswald Cobblepot, mm-hmm. who is Colin Farrell in an Oscar-winning performance. Like, he needs to be rewarded for this movie. The, the makeup needs to be rewarded, the costume, the everything. There's a, It's not what I would call a funny movie, but um, no. it's, not a, it's not like a Marvel half-comedy. Uh, this is not me shitting on Marvel. I love the MCU. I'm not going to be that guy. No, I'm yeah. not going to play that game. But um, he, uh, Colin Farrell, makes me laugh in this movie. There's a few moments in this movie where I like laugh out loud. Colin Farrell's one of them. One of them is the district attorney. Scenes that aren't even really jokes, mm-hmm. but like when he's when Selena first goes goes to the Iceberg Lounge and she's wearing like the contact lenses and she's trying to like make IDs and stuff like that. And she sits down and he's introducing everybody at the table, and he goes, "That's Sherry. Don't mind her. She's just taking a break." That really makes me laugh. I find that hilarious. I think that's funny. And then later he has the bomb collar on, and oh, yeah. he's talking about taking bribes. And then uh, Batman goes, like, I get $10,000 a month not to prosecute certain cases. And Batman goes, what cases? He goes, he didn't ask that. Come on. <laughs> he's like, 
even in that moment, he's got this like, don't bust my balls energy. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, but so the first time through the Iceberg Lounge, the second time is as Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. where he's just like not in control of himself at all. Like he's probably doing something he should be doing as Batman without his suit. Yeah. And then the third one, he sneaks in, like knocks on the door, the guy's open, he sneaks in behind him, yep. he goes and he cuts the power, he puts his bat suit on, and there's no violence until he gets to the, the 44 Blow, the, the mob club within the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, in that point, he's like ascending to pure Batmanhood. Yes. Where he's, yeah. He, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, like he's he's more in control of himself, and he's more in control of like the faculties and the tools that he has. Exactly. Yeah. He's starting to starting like he's like realizing he can't just constantly walk through a room and beat everybody down. <laughs> and uh even though he can't. Even though he can't. He can totally. That's the other thing. <laughs> he hits like a motherfucker. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> the fight scenes like granted this movie might be missing like a good like a hallway fight scene, like an extended well, fight scene. Yeah. Um but I love the fight scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to me, it makes Batman more of a badass who's in charge of the room when you see him getting punched a few times and he's still just, like, shaking it off. Yeah. Like, I feel like every other Batman, even, like, Affleck got stabbed, I guess. But you still, like, you've watched that scene and you're, like, you almost feel like you're watching one of the Arkham games where he's just dominating, it, like, 40 armed men in a room yes and then pattinson's fighting like 10 guys and he gets hit in the fucking face a few times he gets like dragged by his cape yep but like seeing somebody go through that um and still be the only one standing makes me feel like i'm watching a more of a badass at the end of the day you no, know I what i that. mean yeah yeah um i love i love that no i did too um and there's also just like a perfect imperfectness to him mm-hmm. where you could tell there's a lot of things that's being worked out we're like, you know, third movie. We're probably going to... I'm assuming there's going to be a third movie. Yes. Um, there's definitely going to be a sequel. There's definitely going to be a sequel. There's definitely going to be a Penguin spinoff. And then a Catwoman show, too. Yeah. Um, and an Arkham series, whatever that means. I guess probably the with the Unseen Prisoner. Probably. A lot of him. Um, I, don't know what, yeah, I don't know what that's going to be. Because it started off as the Gotham Police Department Yeah, it started show. off as like a Gotham PD show and then evolved. We can talk about this stuff later. That's true. We can't. We're yeah, really... <laughs> This entire universe exploded overnight, so yeah. <laughs> it got very exciting. Um, but yeah, there, there's the something about the way he fights, and you can tell he's like learning lessons, and they really yeah. dwell on that with the fact that he has the contacts that record everything, mm-hmm. which I fucking love. Yeah, it's so good. Well, that, in that scene where he's at the mayor's um, cry, or murder scene, mm-hmm. and he's just like, it, it, they accomplish so much with images, because just Matt Reeves is a fucking awesome filmmaker, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're really seeing him come into his own. Oh, yeah. Um, if anybody hasn't seen those two Apes movies he did, those are great. Uh, Let Me In, the English language remake of Let the Right One In, mm-hmm. about a, a little boy that falls in love with a vampire. Um, also stellar. Like, he's just a great filmmaker. Um and he's like really coming to a head here, but in that scene we're not only seeing like how fucking weird <laughs> Batman is, it contextualizes him in such a great way because the cops like he's there, mm-hmm. um, so we understand that this world is like askew from ours. But the cops are all reacting in this way of like, what the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this guy? What is he doing? And he's just like standing. <laughs> And like looking around, but then you see them like he'll stop and stare at something, and then they'll take it like the yeah. crime scene person will be like, oh, he's, yeah. mm, like I'll take smear. a picture of that, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and he's like making these calls like about the wound, the thumb wound and how the mirror was alive when the thumb got cut off. Yep. Um, but he's just like, he's almost otherworldly in this room. Yeah. But he's very much, and then you understand like he's being weird, like he's staring at things. And then you see later that he has those contacts and, mm-hmm. and he's recording everything. So he never like takes anything from the crime scene. There's never like that moment of like, that wouldn't be allowed. <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, he's not taking pictures or anything like that, but he's recording everything he sees. Exactly. And he records everything. Everything. Yeah. And he studies everything. Like, mm-hmm. There's the scenes of him studying his fight. Like when yeah. we get first introduced, by the way, yeah, this is the first time I've ever actually seen Batman mm-hmm. be treated like an 80s slasher monster. Yes. And also kind of a cow, like a cowboy, like a man a with bit, no yeah. name when he comes out. And there's a little bit of a sound of metal when he's walking. Very much. Um, so almost like he's wearing spurs, but you just like there's metal on the boots. Yeah. It's the, it's the buckles there. Uh, it's so fucking. Let's like, let's tr- at least try to talk about like what this movie is. Um, this movie is a lot of things <laughs> in a good way. The movie, um, broad scale for me, my my like experience of this movie, it's very much reckoning with, like he says, that he's performing a criminological experiment, the Gotham experiment, and you you understand in that opening montage that he has intellectualized what Batman is, what he's trying to do. Um, he talks about he has a line. I am the shadows, which is just like a bat, like cool Batman line, but yep. they actually intellectualize that by showing you there's crimes happening all over the city, and these guys are thinking twice mm-hmm. because of the idea of Batman. Yeah, okay. Batman is a Batman is a metaphor. Yeah, e- even within the fiction of the stories being told, he is fighting the idea of crime with this idea of Batman. And then it, throughout the movie, he's learning that the idea of Batman is an incomplete or a flawed idea, and he needs to reevaluate it and mm-hmm. come up with a better idea. And that's what the whole movie is. Um, within that, we get all this shit that we've never fucking seen in a Batman movie before. Things that have always been what Batman is like is to. I'm, I I don't I don't want to criticize people like you don't read comics you don't know. Yeah. But um, like he's always been the Dark Knight detective. Yeah. He's always been like Burton dealt with this a lot too, this idea that he's waging a PR campaign as much as anything else. Like he's not all over the city to fight. He's not Superman. Like he's no. not just going from place to place to place. He's picking one target, but he's leaving people to tell the story and he's creating this myth that like Batman could be anywhere. Exactly. Like, be careful what you're doing. Yep. Like Batman can pop up anywhere. Batman can be anywhere. Um, and I, just seeing it done in such a cool visual way that, like, you can tell the movie totally understands what it's doing. Um, it's not just taking iconography and throwing it up on screen. Uh, not to uh, criticize Zack Snyder too much. But <laughs> no, we don't do that here, ever. It, it's, it's fully in control of its visuals. It's fully in control of its context. Mm-hmm. But I really got the idea that Reeves knew exactly the story he wanted to tell and how to tell it, Mm -hmm. what characters to use. There's five villains in this movie. Yes, there is. (laughs) This is, but it's not like a fucking Spider-Man three. Oh God. No situation where everybody, I remember, uh, so early when -hmm. he was talking about like, I want to do like a point of view detective Batman movie. 
and I want it to feel like a classic film noir firmly within the Batman universe where you feel like you could open any door and find any character from the Batman mythos, but they yes. fit into this world. And he executes that flawlessly. Oh, without a doubt. This dude, four, year, four or five years ago, called out his fucking shot. Like, this is what this movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. And the whole time... You know, I really wanted I really wanted to buy into it, and the whole time I was going like, if he does what he says he's going to do, it's going to be the best Batman movie ever made, and he fucking did it. He did. Like <laughs> he created a universe that's just like believable. It's a world. Mm-hmm. It's finally Gotham. You can go to Gotham now. Yeah. And like I, I feel like I'm not in Chicago cosplaying as Gotham. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Or I'm not in like kind of some made up. Yeah, it's but Burton's land, which is, I love Burton's world. Yeah, I can't but criticize it's so... Burton's Gotham City. But... Huh. I said I can't criticize Burton's guy. No, no, no. But, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, like, this one just feels, like, real. When I feel that way about his Batman characterization as well, Mm -hmm. like, he's really used these things, things that are in the comics, Mm -hmm. but also this kind of, like, cinematic tradition of Batman that, like, nobody had really done what Keaton and Burton had done, this idea that this guy's a fucking lunatic. Yeah. And he's a fucking hair's breadth away from a psychotic break at any given moment. The only thing that's keeping him sane is putting on the suit. Yes. And doing this thing. And they take that and they humanize, they drag it out and they humanize it. Mm-hmm. And they add in like Bale's anger, but in a, a different way. Um, and introduce this whole, I feel like this Batman, the end of his arc, he's the animated series Batman. 100%. But I feel that. Like yes. I, as I'm watching, I'm like, this is definitely where this guy is going. And I think in the sequels, we're going to see these like moments plucked. Um, this movie ends with him helping, you know, rescue people. Which is the first time we've seen Batman, like, full-on, like, mm-hmm. in the crowd, lifting a child. Yeah. It's sunny out. He's doing the thing. Yeah, the dawn is yep. rising, which the... is very, you know. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a easy visual metaphor, but it's very good. It works extremely well. Um, <laughs> but I feel like we can see that Batman who, you know, the famous thing from... Uh, justice league cartoon that everybody's always putting on reddit like where's this batman where the little girl's about to die and he sits down and just holds her hand yeah or even my favorite shit from like denny o'neill's batman where he would meet somebody who's working for the penguin or just robbing a jewelry store and then they're just like a dude who's down on their luck and batman will give them a business card and be like call this number and you're gonna get a job and this is your second chance don't fuck up or i'll find you like this is that batman this this batman's gonna be that batman yes He's going to be, finally be the, um, pretty much that, exactly, where he can still actually be, he's not cheesy, he's not getting key to the city, yeah. he's using shadows, he's using all that, but mm-hmm. he, when citizens see him, they go, oh shit, yeah, Batman's I'm here. safe. Yes. And that's something that the movie points out again as well, in that scene with the gang at the beginning, where they're, yes. uh, they're about to just fuck that guy up as part of the initiation. Just, that stuff is so good, he's, he's telling the story, nobody says like, oh, this is this guy's first night out, or he's an initiate to this gang, mm-hmm. but he's got half his face painted, yep. everybody else is the full face painted, and they're setting him up to beat this dude up. Yeah, and I mean, he was getting also the great performance of like, not wanting to be yeah, there. Yeah, he's terrified, yeah, he's, he's like, fucking terrified. Guess I gotta do this, but he I don't. He sees the signal on this guy, and he's like, this is this sucks, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be here. That speaking of the signal in the sky, this was also the first time I've fully seen mm-hmm. that signal be used yeah. in a way for them to get like a quick little like, oh shit! They like turn around like one guy like robs the yeah he gets uh, hit 7-11. by the fucking car yeah robs Seven Eleven he just goes into a dark alleyway and he's just like he could be down there he like yeah. backs up yeah into the car uh-huh. or the guy's burning the bank down 
Yeah. Which is one of these, I keep seeing this joke online where people are like, well, there's just people doing graffiti and they're afraid of Batman. I'm like, no, they're burning down that bank. Yeah. <laughs> like, watch the fucking movie. Full <laughs> <laughs> vandalism. Yeah, the bank can like rolls towards the shadow. Yeah. And he's just like, well, if I, he yeah, could like, be I, there. Yeah, I better, I better get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it was the first time I've seen that be just yeah. shown so easily. Mm-hmm. But that, like, at the end of that scene when he beats up all the fucking uh, guys in the gang, the guy who was getting jumped is also terrified of Batman. Like, oh, he's yeah. Like, he doesn't know who this guy is. Like, he doesn't understand what this guy is doing. He yeah. knows that there's somebody in a mask just getting in fights. <laughs> Stepped out of the shadows? Yeah. Like, uh... This guy stomped out of the fucking <laughs> ether. It looks like the devil materialized in front of me and punished these guys. Yeah. And now he's coming uh, Like, me. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. And so it was... Very fun to see that contrast. Mm-hmm. So very well, obviously done, but mm-hmm. like it was great. Yes, um, and again, just the sound effects of him walking out of the shadows. The sound in this movie oh is my brilliant. God. The, the score in this movie is fucking god tier. It they gave <laughs> Batman a theme, like a real Darth Vader like theme. Yeah, we haven't heard something like that since Danny Elfman. Yeah, really, really. But this one to me was even more powerful because yeah. it felt like it felt like Vader. Yeah, well, to me too. Like the movie treats him. It, every every scene where Batman is like doing a Batman thing mm-hmm. is treated in this way, even though we understand the context behind it and other characters might understand what he's doing, you understand that whoever he's dealing with, whoever he's directing his aggression against, is seeing him in this like wraith-like Michael Myers yeah. way. And the music really supports that. Um, even in scenes where like other things are going on, when we see the Batmobile jump through the fire, oh God, because the penguin thinks like, oh, I fucking like I stopped him, I blew him up, um, I'm I'm home free. It's very much like Laurie Strode stabs Michael Myers in the chest and thinks that he's dead, and then he sits up in the background. Yeah, the Batmobile jumps through the fire, and the music stings yep. in this very horror movie way. And the the iceberg lounge when the guys it's that action sequence that's lit only by gunfire oh my god by muzzle yeah the muzzle the guy goes into the elevator and i actually had a joke that this is the exact same bit from batman forever where they're waiting for the elevator to come up (laughs) batman's up above um which you know goes show batman forever is pretty good batman movie um it's a pretty good batman movie and he brings the flashlight up and batman's up above him it's this moment of horror yeah yeah i mean well even the uh when he does the um he blows up the smoke yeah and then there's like a shriek sound when he yeah jumps when he through jumps the smoke. through the smoke yeah and mm-hmm. like it was straight up they treated him like an actual monster and it was perfect mm-hmm. because again i have yet to see that and believe it yeah uh, i mean we've got you know let's not discount the things we love before oh, just for newness because we've seen christopher nolan do that batman begin sequence on the, the that docks. was the best yeah that was a great horror movie batman sequence it, well the, the problem with that is he does that and then we never see that again no, a little bit later in the same movie, he abandons it for Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, 100%. But uh, my favorite part of Batman Begins is that scene with the Scarecrow and the Scarecrow thugs. And they're oh, yeah. talking about, like, I heard he can disappear. I heard he can fly. Yes. And he's, like, grabbing him and pulling, the, pulling them into the shadows. Yeah. He, he, Batman he's Begins here. is the closest we get the to Batman. <laughs> That's why Batman Begins is my favorite of that trilogy. Which is fair. Um, but, yeah. No, and I, I don't want to knock that down. I don't want to knock Burton down. For me, this is, like, a movie... Really, there are these pillars of Batman, cinematic Batman, and he just belongs with them. It might be my favorite of those. He's definitely my favorite Batman. It it might be it by, might be my favorite just Batman movie in general now. Yeah, because I just it finally. This is Mask of the Phantasm. 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, that that's up there as well yeah. for obvious reasons. It's a great story. Um, but this one just finally did it on like live action. It did some things that I was just like, things I didn't even know I needed to see. Like what? Just like, just Gordon and Batman with flashlights. <laughs> like this is genius. Like Speaking this is of so Gordon, good. My favorite thing that they did with this movie is they made Gordon the the mouthpiece for Batman. Yeah, he's as Watson. Yeah, he speaks for him, and yeah. that solves the issue of the Batman voice as well because yeah. he just has to say a few words. He nails the Batman voice in this too. He does. Um, it's per it's a perfect in between of Keaton and Bale. Where he's like, it's mostly whispers, but there's a little bit of an Eastwood mm-hmm. like gravel to it. And Batman's got some banger lines in this movie. Um, <laughs> as much as much as I fucking love Nolan, there's moments throughout that entire trilogy where Batman speaks when he shouldn't. Yeah. Or he says like the dumbest thing possible in a given moment. My constant is the Dark Knight Rises, where uh, he comes back at the end and he's leading this army of cops, which is odd but um a little bit bane has a line where he goes so you came back to die with your city and batman goes no i came back to stop you I'm like Mm-mm. no no don't say anything yeah <laughs> but um like they give uh patents and like they're they're one-liners mm-hmm. but there are these great fucking moments my absolute favorite is uh gordon after they escape from the because batman gets blown up by mm-hmm. that collar bomb wakes up in the police headquarters and they're trying to take his mask off oh, yes yeah. that great fucking line with the one cop where uh he's like no i've got you on assaulting an officer he's like you've got me on assaulting three and like comes after him <laughs> <laughs> um but so we get they do this whole thing with a fake out he punches gordon to make it look like he's escaping to like yep. keep gordon clean and then they meet on the rooftop of that like abandoned building where they keep the bad signal and Gordon goes, you know, you could have pulled that punch. And he's like, I did. <laughs> I was like, that is so fucking funny. And it's so purely Batman. <laughs> like, it is so fucking <laughs> So. <laughs> it, no, it's. And even like the, the one that we've seen, like the thumb drive. The thumb drive. He just, like, he that's just, good. It is that line so is subtle. good. Um, and like the first Iceberg Lounge scene where the oh, yeah. second twin shows up. And he's like, you better get get out of here. That little suit's going to get all full of blood. And he's just like, mine are yours. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so simple, but it's so good. Like, it's so... I think the fact that he takes this noir detective pastiche as yeah. a realm to work within makes it easy to write lines like that and have them fit. Yeah. Because it could easily be... The worst thing ever. Yeah. Like, if, if, if the movie wasn't so in control of its tone, um, and this is things I've often criticize these like sometimes i've my girlfriend has told me before like i don't understand like why you think this is a good movie and why you think this is a bad movie um because i think we were talking about sonic the hedgehog and i was like that movie was actually pretty good um and if it's a if it's a movie that i know is doing what it's trying to do Mm -hmm. if it's succeeding at its own goals and it follows its own rules i will give that movie credit always yeah even if that movie isn't necessarily for me like sonic the hedgehog like sonic yeah um and this movie is fully like this is what we're doing, this is the kind of patina we're trying to put over everything. This is what our goal is, and it's just driving right through it. Mm-hmm. And it just—it's a joy. It's like it a is. joy to sit through and stew in the movie. I know it's long. It doesn't doesn't feel, feel long. long to it me. It does not feel long at all. But it felt—it's felt less long. Cards on the table. I've seen this movie five times in the theater. <laughs> It's felt less long to me every time I've watched it. Wow. Like, the pacing works in such a way 
that I feel like I'm just like in a warm blanket when I'm watching. Even like slow scenes where there's just characters talking, and yeah. it's like the rain, it's the colors, mm-hmm. it's the ca- camera shots, and I'm just like, I just feel <laughs> like it's Batman. No, yeah, 100%. Like, that's why I mean in the fact that it could be my favorite, because mm-hmm. yeah. that opening, we open with the Batman in big, bold, red font mm-hmm. on the screen with a black background. And that was it. I was sold. It was glorious. I was sold. It was so truly sold. glorious. And it and it opens with a great, terrifying scene to introduce Riddler. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing too. Let's we have just been talking about Batman. Let's talk about Paul fucking Dano delivering a Ledger Joker quality performance as the Riddler. Yeah, that's it basically. That's a hundred percent. Like Riddler is now changed. Mm-hmm. He changed Riddler, and it's I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about the Riddler is he's like. He is whatever any creative force makes him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, there's like the Frank Gorshin Riddler. <laughs> yeah. Who's great. Frank Gorshin's great. I love Adam West Batman. I'm not, I'm never, oh. you're never going to hear me shit on Adam West never. Batman. That's what introduced me to Batman. Uh, I watched that movie probably 30 times. But there's, there's like the Gorshin Riddler. There's like the Jim Carrey Riddler who's just trying to do Gorshin. Yeah. Joel Schumacher's. Well, world. that was great too. As you could tell Jim Carrey was yeah, paying homage That's what he's it. doing. Yeah. 100% of that movie. I loved it. Um, and then there's like animated series Joker, or not Joker, Riddler. Yes. And they do very specific things with him. Mm-hmm. They even make him like a private detective in one of the episodes, which is kind of cool. I need to watch one of the animated series. I haven't watched so I haven't watched enough It's of it. so good. It is like, that is the platonic ideal of Batman. Me too. That, I, that yeah. animated series. And that was my childhood, just randomly turning on Cartoon Network. Yeah. He was on there. And then just whatever episode came out, just living in it. I remember when it was like new. When it was going to premiere, and I remember being so excited uh, as like a four, five-year-old. Because I think it was like 92, because it was coming out kind of concurrent with Batman Returns. Yes. Um, and I remember the first episode they aired, or at least the first one I saw being Heart of Ice. Oh. And it being like such a big deal. Yeah, it still is a big deal. Yeah, I remember sitting there like with my mom, like it's going to come on, and it was nighttime, like yeah. they were showing it in the in like prime time and not like in the like a Saturday morning kind of deal, and it was like felt so big. Yes, that, that I could see that being mm-hmm. that's perfect. And I remember just being like taking in this information of like he looks more like Adam West, like he's gray and blue, mm-hmm. and the only Batman I knew up until that point was Michael Keaton, and but like it, him. yeah, it was so. And then watching this movie, I felt that same way again. No, I did too. Um, yeah. I like, definitely teared up a few times watching this movie. I can see that. Uh, I, there was, I think right when that score came on, right after the intro, yeah. and we're getting that creepy introduction to Riddler, I was, I just immediately, peace came over me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. That Riddler scene is really shocking for a movie like that. Like it, I don't think anybody's done anything like that. And PG-13. Yeah. They walked that line perfectly. They really do. They even got their F-bomb in there. Which honestly, I didn't even notice it. Like it didn't, it didn't come out to me in the poem of like, oh, there's the f bomb. Like, yeah. I just, the, I can't the even tell you where it's at. Commissioner tells Batman, uh, he's like, this must be your favorite night of the year, huh, freak? And he goes, happy fucking Halloween. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Because again, I didn't even feel it. Uh, fuck, I love it so much. But yeah, Riddler. We open up with first person view, him stalking this man and his yeah, family. He, he watches like his son in that little red ninja outfit. He's yeah. like, playing with his family. And then we get, like, cut into the scene of him watching his last debate, because, you know, we find out it's the mayor. Mm-hmm. But then they just get the glimmer of glasses. Yeah, he walks out of frame, and you realize he's been standing behind him for God knows how long. Exactly. 
And then Dano, like you see him out of that outfit so rarely, mm-hmm. but he when you see his face, and I know what Paul Dano looks like. Like yeah. I've been, I've seen Paul Dano in a thousand things. I think he's great. I love him. Um, but when you finally just see Edward Nashton, and you're like, oh, he's like, a, he just looks like a sweet boy. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like, yeah. you're like, holy shit. Um, and then he gives Batman that smile yep. through the glass, and we don't understand why necessarily. Let's talk about that. We're talking about just Wing Dog or whatever. Um, I've seen a lot of discourse about this movie. Does Riddler know oh. that Bruce Wayne is Batman? And he's just keeping it hidden? I think it's very definitive that he doesn't. Yes. Um, that's part of the twist. And like part of the game the movie is playing with us. is Because we come in with a little bit of baggage. And the movie knows that. That's why we don't see the Waynes die. That's why we don't see him like training and becoming Batman. Is because it's like, well, you know who Batman is. You yeah. pretty much know who these characters are. Something that you're going to assume is like, oh, the Riddler is this like super genius who plays with like plays with puzzles and knows all the answers. Like he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and that's what this movie is going to reckon with. But then you like get to that point where he's in that interrogation room and he's saying Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and Pattinson is like looking at the ground, doesn't want to reveal anything. Is like looking at the camera, like is this being recorded? Is everybody going to know? He tells Gordon this might be the end of Batman. Yep. And then that moment where he's like, he's the only one we didn't get. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he j- he's not fucking with Batman. He thinks Batman is his buddy. Yep. <laughs> he was like, we were doing this together. You brought Falcone out. Yeah. John Turturro, fucking MVP. Oh, my God. He- uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking real. You brought him out for me to kill. You followed all my clues. We did this together. Uh, we The only one we didn't kill is Bruce Wayne. But, you know, we'll get him. Yeah. And he's just like. He doesn't know. And he has this like whole thing where he comes. He goes a little bit harder at him than he probably should have. He's like, no, you're going to die in here alone. You're a psychopath. He <laughs> does know? lay into him pretty hard. He's a, he, gets a, he gets a little emotional, which is cool. Yeah. It's cool to see Batman fit, like have flaws. Exactly. But uh, And then Dano has this like very crazy like autistic fit, mm-hmm. um, which like the first time I watched, I was like wide-eyed. Like, oh, he's like really doing something. Like this character, they're like he is definitely a character on the spectrum and they're definitely dealing with that. But that's like why he's so smart and why he's so detail oriented. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. They t- mention uh, very briefly that he was a forensic accountant. Mm-hmm. And that's how he just stumbled into all this. Like he just found a folder about renewal in Gotham and just followed numbers and learned everything. Yep. Uh, and I think that's so interesting that that is a threat in this movie. The idea of corruption in that way. Yeah, well, I mean, and corruption in the way that it, like, literally impacted his entire childhood. Mm-hmm. And he's just finding this out. Yeah, and he's, like, his, he was, you know, he grew up his whole life, like, well, you know, some people have hard lives, and, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta pull yourself up. And then he discovers this thing, like, no, people have been, ma- people of in a privileged position have been making a choice and deciding that my life should be shit to yeah. enrich themselves. Exactly. And that's, like, that's real. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the world is. That's what the United States is right now. They're trying. They're talking about building um, housing for unhoused individuals for mm-hmm. homeless people. Um, it's a big thing in LA right now, yep. as it is here. Like yep. you know, I've walked. I drove by a lean-to set up against a fence on my way over here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about building the, this this housing in LA, and they're saying it's nine hundred thousand dollars per studio apartment basically that they're building like no somebody is getting fucking paid like that is what corruption is exactly and that's we're just living in it and this movie is reckoning with it and making batman reckon with it you know a guy who is famously a billionaire 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, and Selena Kyle even calls it out to him. Mm-hmm. She goes, she absolutely does. She's like, you just said whatever. You, I forget the line he says because he she, says everybody, your choices have consequences. Because he's talking about her working in four mobsters in the yeah. Asbury Lounge, and that's we haven't talked about Zoe Kravitz yet, who is amazing, not gotten, who is amazing in this movie, who is gorgeous. Oh my god! And like, you really feel what her point of view is. Well, that, but yes, that, and then this movie actually did something I didn't think we'd see since Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Nailed sexual Sexuality, chemistry. Yeah. Oh my God. In any blockbuster in the last 10 years, like, yeah. people don't fuck. No, and it looks like, the, just like how Batman Returns, it looks like those two could have fucked. Yeah. I believe that these two could could have fucked. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it, it and it's immediate when he like puts a contact in her eyes yeah. and he goes, hey, look at me. Yeah, she wants, she, she thinks he's going to kiss her right and he goes, there. It looks good. Yeah, <laughs> and he like, like, looks good and she's like, oh. <laughs> but that moment of them locking eyes did carry a lot of like yeah oh there's tension here yeah and there's so many times in movies where the two leads finally kiss and you're yeah. like well i guess it's because it's a man and a woman and they're both attracted <laughs> that we're supposed to believe that they fell in love or that they're attracted to each other but i really buy their kiss both their mm-hmm. kisses oh yeah in the movie like when she kisses him i'm like oh it really like it makes sense yeah um not only you know is she watching this guy with a jaw that can cut glass <laughs> <laughs> Like, beat people up and uh, just be dominant and masculine. But she's seeing somebody that she... She lives in a world where nobody has the courage of their convictions. Yeah. Where people, you know, take bribes. Where people roll over. Where, you know, men, women can't be trusted. And here's a guy who, like, obviously he's damaged in a way that she recognizes and is damaged in a similar way. But he's going to do what he says he's going to do. Exactly. And that has value. It does. And it's, it's, again, we tie into the fact that this movie very much touches on there is no more Bruce Wayne. It's only Batman. Mm-hmm. And she, but he discovers Bruce Wayne. But he does. But the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's going to be interesting to see. It's definitely, I feel like Bruce Wayne's going to be the mask, which yeah. they definitely, I, there were so many little subtle things with the, that they did with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, him being just absolutely insanely pale. Mm-hmm. Him coming out. He wears the sunglasses when he's in the, uh, yep. the dining room. Yeah, he's in the dining room. It's like morning, and he just he can't look at the sun, so he puts on his sunglasses because he's yeah. just used to the night. Well, it does so much in that moment too because we don't see the scene. I feel like it might have been shot and cut out, probably. Um, where the accountants from Wayne Enterprises come, mm-hmm. but you just know those guys are going to walk in there for a meeting, and they're going to see Bruce Wayne sitting in his own house wearing sunglasses, and they're just going to be like, "Man, fuck this guy." He's like, yeah, pajama um, pants, like a t-shirt. Yeah, he was in. like like whatever. Um, this is like a trust fund piece of shit. Like he doesn't care about this company. So you understand like almost how the disguise is making itself work without Bruce, like even trying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and it's like, it feeds into Riddler's whole thing of like, he would never, even though all the information is laid out in front of him, he would never think that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Cause for him, Bruce Wayne is like a nothing trust fund asshole yeah he wouldn't care enough about anything to be batman exactly you know what i mean and that's why I, yeah exactly that was perfect way to sum it all up because that's what happens and i really do want to see like charismatic bruce wayne come out yeah but i want it to be i know pattinson could do it he yeah. definitely can well i like he if you watch tenet just basically yeah. give me tenet character when he does bruce wayne yeah basically but um what I really want to see is him just be exhausted afterwards. Yeah. I want to see him, like, give this presentation. He's all, like, playboy. And he goes back, and you can almost just see him go, fuck. Yeah. Well, like, there's there's so many ways you can do um, public Bruce Wayne. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Bale, Bale's always going to own. Oh, yeah. 
like Playboy Bruce Wayne. He just went to American Psycho character. You're never going to get around that, especially no. that great scene at the end of Begins where he's giving like the drunk speech. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, here's to you people. <laughs> um, but you can go like more, like I hate to bring it up again, more animated series Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Where everybody looks at him as kind of like a himbo. But yeah. a well-mannered himbo, like a well-intentioned himbo. Like he opens doors for ladies. Yeah, he, but he's a philanthropist. Exactly. Like he's, and that's like part of his disguise and nobody questions. Where they're like, "Oh, here's a guy whose parents were killed in a mugging, so he, you know, funds, gives money to the police. He funds all these social programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just what his Bruce Wayne persona is. And if you saw that guy, and you n- understood his motivations, you would never think, "Oh, this guy also." Goes around at night and beats criminals. Yeah, up beats people up. Um, like he did, like obviously that's not the same guy. Those yeah. are two different guys. Which I do. That's one of my favorite parts of Dark Knight. Morgan Freeman just exploits Batman. Yeah, and he goes, oh, "Well, I guess that what is that is insane." Good luck. Speaking of Morgan, Morgan Freeman, my other favorite characterization of Batman in this movie is there is no Lucius Fox. Nope. There is no real Wayne Enterprises technology. Nope. This is a Batman who's like building shit in his. Basement in his Batcave. In his Batcave. Love this Batcave. Yes. Um, doesn't even necessarily know that it's going to work. Like when he jumps off the police headquarters in that wingsuit, I got the distinct impression that's the first time he's ever used that thing. Well, <laughs> he's like, okay, my, here we go. That was one of my favorite scenes. And I guess Robert did this. He improv um, the gasping. Yeah, where he's like, whoa. Yeah, he like just tried that out. And Matt Reeves like loved it. Because it's so perfect. You could tell this is literally the first time he's used this thing yeah. that high up. It's yeah. probably the first time he's gotten that high up. It's probably the first time he's done it ever. Yeah. Like, he's and probably he... tested it to see if it deploys, but yep. he's probably never jumped off anything in it. And he's like, well, fuck it. And yeah. he just goes. And, you know, he crash lands, like, super bad. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Yep. Um, Glad he was okay. <laughs> well, they, they touch on the his suit, too. They, they very much hammer home the fact that that suit is, like, legit damage proof yeah well i definitely it's one of those things that i've seen criticized that for me doesn't bother me because i'm like well this is a guy that has access to materials that are experimental Mm -hmm. that like this we don't know what the suit is made out of it looks simple because he's just like put things together yeah but these are probably same with the batmobile like it looks like a car like he just like you know painted a a muscle car black but he's definitely built the frankenstein this thing together yeah with experimental equipment and just crazy stuff. Like it's the Batmobile's always had an afterburner on it. Oh my God. But not like this, <laughs> but it's, you don't often reckon with the idea like that's fucking crazy. Like this guy <laughs> put a fucking jet engine on the back of his car. Yeah. It, it goes to the fact that yeah, it has a jet engine on the back of his car and then it goes down to the tires. The yeah. tires are these mammoth fucking mm-hmm. bulletproof, yeah, well, Penguin unloads uh, the clip of his gun at the window of the Batmobile and it just spider webs. Yep. And so, you know, there's bulletproof everything around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like a, if you look at the front, it has like this metal like ram. It's just got a battering ram on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, basically, it's just a giant metal battering ram. And it looks so good. They brought it to life. Like, it's my we, favorite Batmobile. Oh, yeah. The, the way we talked about Christine, right? Mm-hmm. It legit was that. It's there, yeah. It, it has the blue front. It's got the... The best introduction of any Batmobile in the history of... Without a doubt. And just, you hear it, yep. and they look over, and it's just a shape, and then there's the blue, otherworldly light behind it. Yep. And then the red and the grill. Looks like it's coming to it life. Looks like it's coming to life. And then he does that just, like, faint charge yep. to get everybody to scatter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And 
And it works. You're like, oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck is this thing? Like, yeah. Who is this guy? What is going on? <laughs> they, they don't let you forget the fact this man dresses like a bat. Yeah. There's so many little moments, too, in that same sequence where you see he gets shot and he's down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then they come around and he's gone. Yep. They do that a few times to still maintain that, like, classic Batman oh, yeah. element. They definitely, um, I completely forgot they hadn't done it until, like, almost more than halfway through is yeah. him just dipping on people when he realizes but something. But then he does it. He does it uh, in the inverse, too. The first time Gordon goes up to where the bat signal is, he walks over, and then Batman speaks, and you can see him, like, kind of react, and he just steps out from behind this girder. Yep. You're like, oh, shit. He's <laughs> just been there. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, appears. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. They really did nail this thing, man. Mm-hmm. Like, fully, full-on, absolutely nailed it. We yeah. haven't even... And on top of that, just like it's just a good script. Oh god, it's just a great story. Every character in the movie serves Bruce Wayne's journey, or Batman's journey. Yeah. Right? So you've got Catwoman. She's got her own story. She's got her own motivations. She's a fully realized person, in my estimation. Yeah. Um, but she serves this very specific function of helping Bruce discover, like, yeah, I do come from this point of privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, my my perspective is flawed. I don't understand everything that's going on here. And it helps him understand nuance and it's hammered home by the whole story with Falcone and his father. Mm-hmm. Like good, there are good people that are forced into circumstances where they do bad things. So not everybody deserves you like stomping out of the darkness and beating the shit out of them. <laughs> like not all criminals are the same. Like mm-hmm. this is not black and white. Yeah. You're not a hero. You're not different from the Riddler. No. And the movie, like, we see that a lot with, like, repeated imagery, mm-hmm. with the journaling. Yes. Him and the Riddler are both the are both orphans. Yep. They both have this obsessive kind of personality. Bruce is probably a little on the spectrum as well. Mm-hmm. But because Bruce grew up in this other environment, like, he was able to channel those things into something good. Yeah. Um, and the movie's been criticized for being, like, woke Batman. But uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. I don't think it's bad to look at the true things about life and apply them to the, these characters we like. Yeah. No, I don't think... I didn't feel like he was woke at all. I didn't feel like he was yeah. over the top. Well, well, I don't think... I think woke is used in a negative connotation by bad people. Oh. I don't think it's... It just means being aware. Yes. You know what I mean? Aware of others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aware of others and aware of yourself and aware of the impact that you have on others. Exactly. Um, and I, do, I don't think that's bad. No. And he says it. No, and he says it like in that end line where he goes, you know, maybe they don't need vengeance right now. They need hope. Yeah. And well, he's discovering like what the line is. Because mm-hmm. I believe this Batman will still intervene in violent crimes. And we want that. Yeah. And the movie makes us like look at that in ourselves. Because, like, you know, I'm a guy, I love a fucking movie where somebody just comes out and wails ass. Like, mm-hmm. I love to see that. I don't want to experience it in real life. No. I would think a Batman in real life would be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But because he's a fictional character, he's allowed to mean more to us. Yeah. He's allowed to do things that wouldn't happen in real life. Um, and I think that's really valuable. That's why I kind of reject this whole, like, well, if Batman was real, he'd be more like Batman. Like, like fuck that yeah. <laughs> i don't want i don't want that no yeah um i don't want that in real life i don't want there to be a real batman um but uh i don't know the movie just like made me feel all these things yeah and uh i definitely cried when alfred was in the hospital but that's my like my own shit fair <laughs> but when he wakes up and he like helps bruce you know understand this different side of what happened with his father mm-hmm. And then you see, like, Alfred considers himself a failure because Bruce turned out like this. And he's like, you needed a father 
and all I could do is teach you how to fight. And now you're this. Um, I just I love that. No, yeah, I it. We haven't talked about Andy Serkis yet either, but he crushes. He's got like two or three scenes that he fucking crushes in. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. He, it looks like they're setting up for like a long term Alfred too. Yeah, you know what all what it also does for me is plant Robin seeds. Oh, there's Robin seeds all over the place. There's a very like because not only you know the whole thing with the mayor's son. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not saying like he's going to be Robin. No, I don't. Think but I'm saying that. it. You know, Bruce has now recognized his pain repeated in a child yep. and it's been made to like think about that and then in this exchange with alfred you know this maybe blends into our sequel talk but alfred is saying like you needed more mm-hmm. than what i could give you and now bruce is going to see this maybe in a dick Grayson situation and he's going to be able to like what can i give that's more like i can't yeah. just train this kid to fight no and it's it what what makes this movie really great and the fact that they turned it into a detective movie mm-hmm. is now it makes Robin way more believable because now we just get Detective Robin, which now you can paint a 16-year-old Yeah, like kid. what does Robin do? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's him coming onto crime scenes. Is it him maybe stepping on evidence one time and, you know, Bruce like stopping him right before or something mm-hmm. and teaching him a lesson there? Yeah. But we get him teaching him lessons. Yeah, or he sends him out to like collect evidence. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or but, like go follow this person. Yeah. Like it helps it helps illustrate like how Robin could be useful to Batman mm-hmm. in a way that like we haven't seen definitely haven't seen in a movie no. that we barely see in the comics. Exactly. It it definitely opens the doors for and I do want the I want like a suit kind of like the Arkham City, the hood. I I really don't want him to have short sleeves. That is my no. big criticism of Arkham City Robin. I think there's a definite take like the Tim Drake Robin costume. Yep. With long sleeves, give him a hood. Yep. Um, maybe I need the gold to be present, but you can tone it down. But I want red and green. Mm-hmm. And I think I think there's a real way into it, I, especially I with Reeves and Pattinson doing this very emotionally driven Batman story. I, I agree too. I kind of want him to have a staff too. Yeah, I love Robin with the staff. Yeah, like he should have a like melee weapon. He's yeah. still like a kid fighting grown ass men. Exactly. In moments. Yeah. Um, they, and they could have be classable and be fucking cool when he pops it out. Yeah, there. absolutely. Um, there's a lot of potential for that because, again, this is like a full-on detective movie Yeah. that features Batman. Mm-hmm. And it was... Every, it's the best parts of the comics. It's the best parts of the animated series. My favorite ba- yeah, my favorite Batman content, I lament this all the time, um, that they don't do in the comics anymore because everything's written for trade paperbacks, right? Yeah. So everything, they're like, we need to have six-issue arcs, we need to have 12-issue arcs, they need to be... like kind of paced like movies mm-hmm. but like in the 90s and the 80s you would have these batman stories that were like two issues long three issues long one issue stories where it's just like he there's a crime he follows the clues mm-hmm. he gets to the end of it he discovers whether it was like you know one of his rogues all along or yep. like a new villain or just like a guy um you had a lot of your like rupert thorns and Mm-hmm. These just corrupt politicians or like shitty businessmen who would use his Bruce Wayne persona to like find out what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're trying to drive up real estate prices in, you know, this part of Gotham so that we could, you know, sell everything and buy it cheap, like whatever they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> whatever evil business they're doing. <laughs> and then he would stop them as Bruce Wayne. And like, I feel like we're going in that direction yes. in this movie. I love it so much. No, they, they definitely have set up a lot of that. Um, Set, they've set up so much with this damn movie, and I, I just, I loved it. They so really much. made you feel like, like, okay, well, here's the world. Now, exactly. Now let's play. And and now it's him 
basically saving everybody at the end. By the way, oh, we also didn't talk about the fact that this movie uh, solved how to make goons a thing again. Yeah. They brought back goons in yeah. the fact that they're just crazed fucking social media followers. They're 4chan guys. Yes. <laughs> and it's 100% accurate. Yeah. Like, you know what's really crazy is how far before the January 6th I was just situation say. Matt Reeves wrote this movie. And now it's January 6th. The fucking insurrection is perfectly yeah. lays out how goons are a thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's just one fucking cult yeah. following. Yeah, and they're and just they like, go. oh, we, we can buy the mask at this. Yeah. Here's like, where we buy the mask. Here's where we buy the jacket. Yeah. What rifle should we get? Here's the ammunition for that rifle. Mm-hmm. It's fucking scary on that one. Yeah. But um, this movie also didn't hide the fact that they were, uh, they straight up leaned into active Ooh, shooters. As very a interesting. Fucking thing. Yeah. Um, it's fun to watch Batman beat him up. <laughs> exactly. Well, it, it, it socially walked a line that really hasn't been touched by yeah. like action movies. Not with, really. With kind of the, the what we're seeing in this country with the form of active, active shooters, mm-hmm. this movie laid into that. Yeah. It was like, nope, that's the threat. It really it's did. But it, it also, really like, they weren't cartoonish. No. It helped you, like, with the Riddler, understand, like, where these people, these people feel betrayed. Yeah. And they feel like the system, you know, not just they got a shitty lot in life, but the system is actively working to keep you where you are. Mm-hmm to enrich people that don't need anymore. Exactly. So we understand like where these guys are coming from and ultimately they're making a choice that puts them in opposition with Batman, which is unfortunate for them because Batman's just going to beat the fuck out of you. But <laughs> um, you, you, nobody's making a choice in this movie that you feel like, I don't understand whether, like these are just bad guys. Mm-hmm. These are bad guys in masks and they're like doing bad things. And you're like, no. well, no, these are people um that feels some type of way yeah i mean and it's it's also illustrated the fact that we see the protesters who are pro yeah. riddler so you understand even though the movie is so squarely from bruce wayne's perspective you understand that this is brewing when he comes to the funeral and you see these protesters and you're like oh interesting or even when he's live streaming the bomb and you mm. see all the fucking hearts yep like people are like yeah crazy and there's like comments where like blow him up yep yeah <laughs> they fucking lean into it hard yeah in a, in a really like still tasteful way they weren't like exploiting it yeah but it Um, felt real it did there's a lot of speaking of the fact that like it felt true it did speaking of the goons this heard the theory of course is like does bruce have venom yeah i don't think so he uses like an adrenaline shot basically to when he gets the shit kicked out of him after getting shot in the chest with a (laughs) shotgun he gets two barrels of a shotgun unloaded (laughs) in his fucking armor um and that armor is shot to shit yes it is it's fucking cool they show it too yeah um, but he's laying on the ground, Selena's about to get stabbed, yeah. and he injects himself with a green substance. Yeah. Not only does he have that shot, but he's got like the little thing in his suit where he can like flip it open to like easily access his femoral artery. Yep. <laughs> awesome. It's really good. This is like his just oh shit button, basically. Mm-hmm. But everybody's of course saying, oh, it's Venom, next one's Bane. And I, I don't think it is. I think what it but shows. It could be. It, could be. it yeah. could be just a simple form of what Venom turns into, yeah. but we don't have to see Bane. Yeah, no, it's true. It, it literally just us as Batman fans could go, oh shit, it looks like that could be Venom. Yeah, and then that's just a thing that exists. Like, yeah, you, I could do without Bane. Me too. <laughs> but like, just but knowing, I wouldn't be mad either. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even just the fact that we need him, just knowing. Yeah. Venom's out there. Yeah, it's out there. Cool. That works for me. Yeah, because I do. Th- I think he's right. I think you can turn down any alley in Gotham City and yeah. find, you know, fucking any, Mad Hatter. Exactly. Any villain. Yeah, they're all there. Like the, the Cornelius pack. Sturk anything the path is always there for these villains to be created Mm -hmm. and like that's really exciting and who knows what the next one will be they've opened up the da spot 
I don't even know. I don't even want to segue into sequels yet. Because... I have a theory that we can talk about in the sequel thing, and I'm not gonna like stand by it, but I do think it's a way they could go mm-hmm. that I only started to think about in subsequent viewings. But uh... we could save it then. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like there's still aspects of the actual movie yeah. we haven't even dove into. So we can, yeah, we can talk about that when we get to it. But. We haven't even... Have we fully talked about Selena? Have we fully talked about Zoe Kravitz and Catwoman and no, that so, performance? Yeah, Selena Kyle is introduced to us as a waitress and whatever else she does yes. at the Iceberg Lounge. Sounds like um, a dancer of some kind. Yeah, or more. Or it could be more. Um, the movie just like dances around that very tastefully. But yes. we do know that she's like helping deal drops mm-hmm. um, at the club. Batman first sees her when he's talking to the penguin and then clocks not only that she's looking at the photo of the girl and the mayor that he's asking the penguin with about, concern but he sees her boots in the background of the same picture yep he then follows her to her apartment sees that he has a relationship she has a relationship with the girl in the photos mm-hmm. annika um it's probably a romantic relationship yeah, we don't uh, we don't entirely ever find out. She, she does call her baby. She does, but then she also says she's like she's just a kid. So I don't know if it was kind of maybe like a term of like yeah, big sister, or little way. sister. But I we don't even does, yeah. who cares. Um, she, Zoe Kravitz did say in an interview that she thinks Selena Kyle is bisexual. Oh yeah, she said she played with bisexual energy, yeah. which <laughs> she died because of it. So don't point at me. <laughs> I motioned in your general oh, direction. Jamie's here. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is getting rowdy. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> I need to be addressed at least once every half hour. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Zoe Kravitz did say she played her with as, as a bisexual, and that's perfect. Yeah. So I do. I I think that they were that they had something going on, mm. but you know, maybe not. Maybe whatever. I don't know. Really, doesn't but really it doesn't matter. really matter. Yeah. Like that's that's what's kind of cool about it. Um, and that's how her and Batman like cr- kind of cross paths, mm-hmm. and we have that fucking glorious Batman come to life moment of her like coming into the mayor's mansion to steal the passport back yes um just pure fucking Catwoman, pure fucking batman she comes in she cracks the safe Mm -hmm. you don't even know he's in there and he goes you're pretty good at that she turns around and he's like retracting his grapple gun which the grapple gun's in the wrist yes come on yeah why not taxi driver taxi driver um exactly (laughs) But the way they work and the way he's constantly using them to, like, fire into people's legs and shit. All the time. <laughs> Which I don't blame him. I love it. Um, but the way they work is so... And it looks so good. And it's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Well, we get, like, their first introduction as Batman and Catwoman. Yeah, this playful little fight. Yeah. Which is, like, the the playground fight in the Ben Affleck Daredevil done right. <laughs> yes, of course. I mean. Where it's, like, it's... It's a fight, but Batman is not concerned. <laughs> like, nope. she's throwing everything at him, and he's just sort of, like, dodging her, and he's like, hey. Um, but it's also, like, very much kind of foreplay. They're mm-hmm. testing each other out, like, very interested in each other. Like, oh, who are you? Like, yeah. Oh, mm. That's the thing. Like, you almost get the idea that Selena's not really given full punches because yeah. she's well, kind I, of intrigued. I think she's going at him, but she also knows, like, she's not going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I think it's like some of those kicks, like she's she's not, you know, fucking around. <laughs> it just happens to be Batman. So he's just like, oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get the fun part where like he hears the cop coming in. He like pulls her into the other room. Yeah. And he's against like, her and like hand on the mouth. And it's just like, it's very, yeah, it's very sexual, but it doesn't feel gross. Like no. it never feels 
weird. No. Like, you're like, these, both these people are into this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, he... He's doing it for a good cause because yeah. she won't register what's happening in time. Yeah, and for him, you like you don't even think it's necessarily like he's not registering this as a no. sexual situation or no, we, anything. We, he's like he's just doing you you know things think, of utility. I think it was was it you that said um, you get the high energy that this Bruce Wayne's a virgin. Like he just never is even. No, I don't. That was not me. Okay, I read somewhere that they were like this one, like not in a bad way, but this just Bruce Wayne is just straight up so focused on this he's not even bothered with social things i think this bruce wayne probably hasn't had sex in a while but i think we're looking at a bruce wayne who probably never left gotham or if he did it... but i i do feel like this is a bruce wayne who might have fucked around a little bit who was probably a little directionless at one point gotcha he probably had like a party lifestyle so i think he might yeah that makes sense probably turned to like yeah, and so, he might have traveled at a certain point. Like, I, I think that, you know, they don't really have to tell us, but I think if they kind of extrapolate on, like, what he did, mm -hmm. like, Alfred probably started him on a course, but he definitely went his own way at a certain point. No, yeah, and that totally makes sense. I mean, the basically, like, the way they, Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson have been, like, describing what this Bruce Wayne was going to be is just, like, Kurt Cobain, but it's Batman. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, totally maybe had some instances with hard drugs drops is this thing in gotham which yeah. they don't ever talk about the origin which is fine with me because it yeah. kind of makes it cooler don't really need to no it's just eye drops that fuck you up yeah <laughs> essentially so um those are everywhere they have like a term for people who are addicted to them. Drop drop heads, heads, which is fucking great which is what my new favorite insult <laughs> by the way were they going through wayne manor in that moment was that wayne manor they were going through what do you mean uh when they found the drop heads and like it was all abandoned and all that shit yeah that was the, the original wayne manor that was donated to the city mm -hmm. uh to be an orphanage like right at the beginning of thomas wayne's mayor mayoral campaign yes and he died shortly after like so he announced he was running for mayor he donated the manor they moved into wayne tower mm -hmm. that looks like a, a delightful gothic hogwarts inside i want to live there it really does <laughs> um, it fucking rocks it i does. love the way wayne tower looks um but the manor was donated to be an orphanage right around the time he announced um, the start of like the renewal fund. Yep. Which was meant for all these great things. And then he died. And then it just became a slush fund for the shittiest people in Gotham to just like make bribes and stash like money and launder it and like all this shit. Um, and I, it's a great little thing of like Bruce Wayne learning that his family's legacy was corrupted in such in such a horrible way. Yeah. That something that they intended to be good was turned into, like this ultimate playground for the sh the worst element elements of Gotham City, and it mirrors him kind of like looking at his Batman legacy, mm -hmm. and that moment when you know the Riddler goon says I'm vengeance, of him realizing oh this thing that was supposed to be good has been corrupted. It's like he's on the similar path of his father, and he has a chance to go a different way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, which will definitely tie into that renewal fund, I think, is going to be a plot point of the second one. Oh, I yeah. think it's going to be where Bruce Wayne comes out of the shadows to mm -hmm. re like reclaim that. Yeah. And just basically back. Now, this thing, I have like fucking evidence that this has been yeah. corrupt from the beginning. I need to take it back, give it back to the city. Mm -hmm. We'll see if maybe Wayne Manor opens up maybe. for Orphage again. Yeah. Maybe that's where it's we get. It's all full of drop heads. Well, maybe that's where we get introduced to Dick Grayson. I really think the way to go with Robin 
is to have him be Robin independently. Like he's sneaking out of an orphanage. Oh, so kind of like the um, oh, who was the one that was like stole the tires off the Batmobile? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. We're yeah, but he that. was just being a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> but doing his own thing out there. No, yeah, I think, and the, we've talked about this before. We can mm-hmm. delve into it in the sequel talk. But if Batman is just like out and he sees this kid in like his circus costume, yeah, beating guys up and. It, he's independently trying to find Tony Zuko and bring him to justice for the murder of his parents. And then Batman has to like learn about all that and yeah. then goes and finds him at the orphanage and learns his backstory. I think that's the perfect way to introduce Robin. I agree. And that could easily be set up if they don't move him back into Wayne Manor and they like, have that whole like rebuilding that. To I be, hope they don't do that. I think he's going to be Wayne tower. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cooler anyways. Um, and that's where the bat cave is built into. So it's under Wayne Tower. Yeah, exactly. Um, although maybe now it's flooded. Oh, true. So, so who knows? True. That's a good point. <laughs> um, that would be cool, though. And yeah. that's probably something they'll lean towards as a very subtle introduction to the character. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Let's see. I think we've talked about... God, is there anything else you need to cover on the movie itself? Um, I don't know. I could talk about this movie for days. I know. There's so much to it. There you know really I mean? is. And there's so much happening at every moment. Um, I fucking uh, just, I, and all the, it's a small thing, but all the clues and all the riddles, like they really do add up. Like you can follow it mm-hmm. to the same conclusions. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot, I've seen some people uh, make fun of the Rada Lada, Rada Lada stuff. Oh, yeah. But to me, like, that makes it made like perfect sense. And the idea that, like, well, obviously they're talking about Batman. I was like, no, not really. No. He's saying that there's a rat and that that rat has wings. So exactly. it's, it's Falcon. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, of course it could have been the literal definition of a bat. Yeah. Or, like, not literal, but what people yeah. call bats, anyways. But yeah, rats, rats with wings, as Alfred said, a uh, stool a, pigeon. A, a pigeon. Yeah. Like, gross, you know, flying rats. Exactly. Um, and then Batman going to a stool pigeon. Mm-hmm. But Penguin. Then, but then it being simpler. Than even he thought. Like, yeah. Well, I, th- I think it was supposed to even, as an audience, I think they're also supposed to be like, oh, let's well, obviously talk about Batman. Because the entire time we're supposed to believe that he knows who Batman is. Yeah, that's like the twist of the movie. Exactly. And yeah. so it plays into like, it makes fun of people being like a smart ass going, well, I figured this movie out. Yeah. And then they give a little foop at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was great. Yeah. But I do, I like that he never seems, like he never misses anything that's like, obvious like he Mm -hmm. makes some smart deductions but he's never like ahead yeah um and again they play into the the whole idea that he doesn't understand a certain perspective on life because it takes that cop from a blue collar background with an uncle that's a a carpet installer to tell him like what that tool is yeah he just knows it's it's like yeah he's like how would he how would he know i didn't know yeah (laughs) exactly i didn't know what the fuck that thing was and this batman gets help (laughs) yeah like it's it's very much and he even says in the beginning of the movie i can't be everywhere at once he's not like this insane yeah over the top batman when it's a great little arc with that cop too because he's Mm -hmm. the one at the beginning that stops him from going into the um god crime scene speaking of that scene real quick can we talk about the fact that how i fucking love that they got pattinson because after watching interviews with him i've realized why he's probably the best batman now Mm -hmm. and that's just because he's weird he is weird in the best way yeah he's just a little out there in the best way but you need to be a little out there he makes interesting choices Mm -hmm. and my favorite thing about robert pattinson um even before batman 
um, is he's a guy who takes the acting incredibly seriously. Yes. But he doesn't take himself seriously no. at all. His interviews are my favorite because he he's even said, he goes, I kind of black out up here and I just talk. I'm yeah, like, he's like, I just make shit up. Like, the celebrity part of this doesn't really interest me. I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, but he, like, he takes the job itself or, like, the work itself very seriously and is always trying to dimensionalize whatever mm-hmm. character he's doing. Exactly. I and have to implore that everybody go see Good Time. Yes, I think that's, it's on Netflix still. Yeah, that's the movie that, like, Matt Reeves said, like, I saw this movie and, like, that's him. Like, he wrote... The, this script for Robert Pattinson because he saw that movie. Yeah. Um, and the the kind of dimes or the corner market that gets robbed at the beginning of the movie is actually called Good Time Grocery. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, no, he's just perfectly... in the fact that they have that scene of him walking through the hallway, following Gordon, surrounded by cops, but he just stands out so perfectly every time you see him from behind in this movie i like gasp it's perfect because the suit is designed in such a way that it like gives him this like perfectly square shoulder silhouette yeah and then the just the cowl from the back i love the cowl in this movie me too it it's got that michael myers mask thing of like it's very simple yes when they light it a certain way or they shoot it from certain angles it looks like it's emoting yeah it's genius It, it yeah um it looks fantastic from the back mm-hmm. um paired with the collar the collar yeah, the collar is great this is my favorite suit yeah and it's straight up because of the collar the collar adds like this strategic element to the suit yeah and you understand why it's there but it's also this like gothic yes kind of flair like it looks like fucking dracula exactly but it's not it has a purpose so you can't go it's fucking stupid yeah because it's like oh no that's there so he can turn his fucking head yeah <laughs> and like and have protection also, yeah and it's also aesthetic mm-hmm. um it maintains a silhouette because yeah. they, they did the thing with bale where they slimmed down the neck and did that segmented thing but it kind of made him look like a light bulb head it did yeah. uh, <laughs> very much so yeah <laughs> i don't know why but it is, it's it's definitely my favorite live action bat suit. And I did not see that coming because when they first revealed it, it was so different from what I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I really had to like go on that little journey. Of course. With it. But it looks so, it's so good. And he's, it's like utility knife or whatever the hell. And it I like it's a battering. No, it's it, a, yeah, it's just a knife. It's just a knife, but it's it's the emblem. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. It's great. Yeah. I mean, either the emblem has to either be one of two things, right? At this point, now it has to either be the yellow. Yeah. And he says, that's obviously so they'll shoot me in the chest and not my face. Like, mm-hmm. he leans into that. Yeah. Or it's something useful. It's like, oh, no, that's just my utility knife. Put yeah. it right back in my chest. Or do both. Because I, I hope they make minimal changes to this suit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see it change that much. I love it too much. Um, <laughs> it is kind of perfect. But especially if, if he's leaning toward being the symbol of hope for the city, just put a gold circle behind that bat. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to change the size or the utility nope. of it because it doesn't have to fit within the circle, but just put a gold circle behind it. Mm-hmm. And we're back to something we haven't seen in the movies for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would you lose your goddamn mind if you put more blue in the, if you like updated the cape and cowl and add a little blue to it? I think lit a certain way. There's blue in this. There is. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would obviously love that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing people have talked about is now this is the one that could lean more towards that blue and gray. Yeah, do it. Fucking it, do it. Because it captures the shadows so perfectly where he looks fucking terrifying. He looks so good. But when he stands out in the light, it yeah, softens him. Yeah, it's got like him. a blue, yeah. Mm-hmm. It kind of adds a little more calmness to him. And so people go, oh, okay, it's Batman. Yeah, put a little more gold on the belt. That'd mm-hmm. be the one other change I would make. But even still. That'd be wild though. We'll see. Uh, but I think you also brought up like a really good point. They, they kind of almost, this suit feels like it's everything combined. Yeah. And like there's certain lighting that hits it and it goes, oh, there's that blue. 
Yeah. So I think they might just keep it the same, which is fine with me yeah. too. It's definitely a work in progress. So like they can make changes to it and it just feels natural. Wait, or that he's just out. added things to it. Yeah. I love that he's got everything in the suit is practical. It has like shit built into it. Yes. And it just it goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where he's just this like kind of crazy guy that is like cobbling things together. Yeah, in his I'm gonna basement. put this in it. <laughs> well, people we were talking about like the um, his wrist with the metal uh, like braces. Yeah. And they're like, "What is that even for?" And I'm like, "Well, obviously, like he uses it when he's punching the glass. He's not punching it with his fist. He's bashing it with like that yeah. forearm." Thing. But you know what else those things are? Is that's the grappling hooks that go in the grapple gun. Exactly. They like pop open. Yeah, and then like he uses them to like block, and then he yeah. uses them to bash, and it's like uses them to bash. Uses them to bash. Yeah, and it looks cool. It does. Yeah, it, and it, everything. There was nothing there that was cheesy. It was there with a purpose. Yeah, and oh, they did it so subtly too. They never beat you over the head with it. Yeah, but then they, they took that and they made it style on mm-hmm. top of everything else. They made so it's it, such good style. Yeah, it like this is what I think I've said this before when Nolan first started talking about Batman Begins and what he wanted to do. Uh, this is the like the aesthetic that was in my head, mm. and then he took it, you know, in a, in a different way. And I still love Batman Begins. It, he just made it more tech, which yeah. is never a bad thing. He did. He leaned much more into like a James Bond sort of thing, which yes. I think is cool. Yeah. But I love the uh, the aesthetic of this movie. It really feels like somebody made a year one. Oh yeah. Movie. Oh yeah, and him panning down the the opening dialogue that I read at the beginning of this podcast is just basically the introduction we get to Bruce Wayne Batman the combo existence with the wandering Bruce um, which I also love how they illustrated he's not he's not grapple hooking from rooftop to rooftop to get everywhere yeah he's putting his suit taking his suit off he's yeah. putting it in his bag yeah he's, he's putting his fucking biker helmet on and he's riding his bike I really like that and like he just looks like a fucking wanderer there's a very small piece of development though because the last time we see him he's on a bat cycle yes like he's going to be riding through the city as batman on a bat cycle yep as opposed to going through that intermediate step so he's like made that small change already exactly i did notice the bat cycle i thought that was really cool yeah he was just owning it and the fact that no yeah i'm gonna be in the public now he's like yeah he's sort of like a part of the city now Mm -hmm. in a really interesting way so it'd be cool to see him drive around like see the batmobile actually going through the city and yeah. see what changes he makes to that. Mm-hmm. I imagine the floodlight's now going to be on top of GCPD. Maybe. You know, eh. Yeah, because we'll see. Because they're not going to go like 0 to 60. Like True. he's still operating illegally <laughs> outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They did have the, the great moment of the start of what this movie did that nobody else has done in the fact that Somebody said, like, oh, the perfect ending really would be if, like, where he cuts the wire, mm-hmm. drops from the water, and then it ends. I'm like, well, that's a stupid no, ending. No, that doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, that's a dumb ending. People, people get paid a lot of money on podcasts. That's weird. Um, <laughs> but it also takes away from the next, like, bit of the movie, which is truly Batman turning everything around. Yeah. Him walking over and going, i, I got to save these people. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the kid trusts him first. Yeah, they pay off on the kid. Yeah. Like, every, every little character mm-hmm. has this payoff for Bruce Wayne's arc. Exactly. Yeah. And then it was the mayor next. Yeah. And then this really, really cool moment of him, instead of turning, he is the shadows. He is the light. He's the light. Yeah. He's the light that they all follow out. Mm-hmm. And apparently that scene was also mostly lit with the flare. Yeah. Which is oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of that fun turnaround that that pays off to. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you would ever not want to see that. And yeah. then him, like, you know, carrying well, that kid. It's such a beautiful shot, too. too. Like, yeah. The... All the cinematography in this movie is at a different level. This movie, 
there's it, I think this is finally the time we can actually say like a Batman movie not only should like be nominated for an Oscar but like it should be strong consideration. Yeah. Everything in this movie hits perfectly. When it looks like it just looks like a movie. It does. And I, again, I'm not here to shit on other comic book movies. Definitely not here to shit on the MCU. No. But those movies are lit in a very specific way. They're action movie CGI. Yeah, when they all like they walk this line of like, you know, they want to tell different stories and have them feel like they're their own thing, but there's a house style for mm-hmm. Marvel, I'll say. It's make what makes me so curious about Doctor Strange 2 is like Sam Raimi is a guy who very much has his own style like you watch a sam raimi movie and it looks like a sam raimi movie yeah so i'm very curious to see how they walk that line but they want all the movies to feel like they take place in the same world and like these characters can all interact and meet each other so there's like a a house style Mm -hmm. and it can be flat yeah it can be you know a little almost lit like a comedy where they're just like you know foreground background everything's in focus in and in this movie shallow focus yep crazy light and shadow yep um it just looks so specific well they do so many wonderful things with the lighting and the coloring in this movie like the the, one of my very like fun things and you might have told me that i think it was you yeah um said the lighting when he's bruce is so great yeah and like he fucking hates his life he does not want to be bruce Wayne. and sad and then the moment he puts the cowl on like colors start popping things Mm -hmm. start coming to life like he just becomes alive every yeah anytime he's not in the suit he has to feel his feelings Mm -hmm. and then anytime he's in the suit it's almost like um shamanic or Mm -hmm. they talk about the berserkers in the ancient vikings how they would put on the bear skin and they would like inhabit have the spirit of the bear inhabit them and they Mm -hmm. weren't humans anymore that's like that's what the suit is doing for him. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so addicted to being Batman is he doesn't have to feel yeah. what it is to be Bruce Wayne. He's Batman and he has a mission and he has a focus. No weight. Yeah. Yeah, there's the Bruce Wayne he's, you have weight responsibilities people expect things from you. Mm-hmm. You have a certain image you have to uphold, but yeah, as Batman. When he's he, Batman, he just exists. It's just the night in yeah. him. And yeah, they touch on that so well and it kind of even brought up the fact that it took him like Listening about how he's listened to other people talk about being Batman. Yeah. You know, how about Christian Bale basically said when he did the voice, he goes, I feel like this guy would feel like he's turning into an animal. Yeah. And, like, kind of even took that one step further and goes, well, of course, he feel like he's turning into an animal, but, like, also, he's just coming home. Yeah. And, like, that's where I feel like they touched on a great fact of Selena seeing Batman as, oh, this is just you. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares who's behind the mask? Yeah, Riddler, too. Yeah. Riddler says those words to him. Yeah. Um, and it's such a glorious moment because he... I think he has a little bit of a crush on Batman. Probably. But um, it's that the whole thing where he's like, your mask is amazing. I wish you could have seen me in mine. Mm-hmm. He goes, people want to unmask you, but they don't see the truth. This, this is the real you. Well, this Riddler is also like, he's very like, he's got a very sexual, like when he not, when he not kills the mayor. Yeah. And he first starts like taping him. He's almost like. Because he's pent up. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's just like, he's just releasing. He has like this sound of bliss. Yeah, he's breathing so heavily. Yeah, he's yeah. just like very into it. And then like him talking to Batman saying, I wish you would have saw me in mine. Like he yeah. almost just, he also gets like off from being in that mask. Yeah, well, you know what really like makes me laugh when I see it is he's got those Polaroids up in his apartment. <laughs> and, and it's, it's like one. him and then him in his mask. But just the, the selfie he takes and he's just like kind of smiling. It's like the same, it's the <laughs> like, same it's pose so for each one. It's so good. It's perfect. Uh, he's weird. Yeah, he's a weird. In the best way. But so is Batman. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I guess we'll talk into what this movie teases us. And I love that Matt Reeves is playing this so close to the chest right now, too. Mm-hmm. Of we get teased with the Joker existing. Oh, yeah. It's more than a tease. It's Well, yeah. We don't see his face or anything. But, like, yeah. so we, we know that's Joker. You see some of his face, and it's fucking gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely I hope they that. don't pull back on that. I want to see the Joker look like a goddamn monster. And yeah. I want it to be, like, the acid dissolved his face. And yeah. It looks like a smile. I see all, I saw a lot of teeth. <laughs> so, like, it kind of just dissolved it into almost a smile. Um, and, and then we also have, like, we've talked about this and the fact that this Batman is just okay with Gordon. Gordon trusts him. Mm-hmm. Gordon's bringing him in. Gordon's pulling strings. There's a lot of little moments between the two of them that I was like, oh, they're like nice friends. Exactly. But we never, we now have to find out why they became nice friends. Yeah. And I think that definitely we've talked about how Joker could have been the first fucked up thing that GCPD had to deal with. I and think so. Batman was helping on the side. Matt Reeves has talked about the deleted scene. The mm-hmm. like one big deleted scene from this movie where Batman goes to talk to the Joker to like get some perspective on the Riddler case. Yeah. And that the Joker has a line where he's like, it's almost our anniversary, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, like, that's definitely all there. I can't wait to see that. He said he's gonna, they're going to release it. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it either. Because it, it's going to do something that I love with Joker and why the Joker movie itself I can't get along with. And then um, just other things is Joker and Batman have to exist almost at ground zero together. Mm-hmm. Like, that relationship of Batman creating Joker... And it was still when Batman was super young into it all. Yeah. That bond is what connects them through every single other one of the rogues. And, like, the animated series handles it really, really well. Mm-hmm. Where Joker will start to sometimes get defensive over Batman. Yeah. Like, he's almost like, no, 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 fuck you. He's mine. Like, and you don't understand why. And it's just, like, I feel like him being the first one that Batman actually tangled with. And if we can explore that through all of these movies and just build in the fact that Joker goes, sure, you guys all had a tussle with Batman. That's fun. Yeah. But you don't understand what Batman and I have. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's true. And that's what makes Joker so important. But the other thing that this little scene does at the end of the movie is just make him like one of the rogues. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's something that's been lost in a post-Dark Knight world is like, no, there's Joker and then there's like no. whoever else. Like, no, th- like all these villains are cool. Yeah. And Joker's he, he probably has the most important relationship with Batman. But he's there with everybody else. Animated series handles it perfectly. Mm-hmm. He'll yeah. like hang out with them. And yeah, like either, exactly. And I want to see that. And like I really want this third movie to be a fucking Arkham Asylum movie. I know. <laughs> I know. Like it's, and they're setting it up with an Arkham TV show too. They are. And like the fact that we're getting introduced so heavily to Arkham makes me think that we're gonna get him just collecting all the rogues together for an Arkham takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the next ones might be. Again, we're freeze. Freeze. <laughs> There's so many they can do. Yeah. A DA spot just opened up. Yeah. Well, okay, so do you want to talk about this? We might as well. I think we've covered everything we could possibly cover in this movie. Yeah, yeah. We, we reserve the right to continue to talk about this movie forever. It's true, it's true. Um, <laughs> so I'm not saying they should do this, and I'm not saying they will do this. Because mm-hmm. I think we talked about before, not on mic, but about how they're doing a Penguin series, so it'll be really interesting to see this new DA in there. Yep. But... What if they go a completely different, like really, you know, map out new ground? Because we have a political figure introduced in this movie who's introduced as this hope for Gotham City who wants to fight corruption oh, the mayor? and do the right thing. We have this new mayor who is kind of set up in this Harvey Dent mode mm. and could take a big fall in a sequel. That could be cool. That would take, that would be fun because. 
we would get a two-faced we've never seen. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not even speaking on like the literal sense of yeah. it being a person of color as a woman, yeah. but the fact that it's mayor, like mm-hmm. not DA, yeah, at the top, yeah, and that fall would be even harder. Mm-hmm. That could be fun. Hmm. There's gonna be a lot of things that Penguin Show is gonna do, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's just gonna be. I don't think it's just gonna be the rise of Penguin. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm be. really hoping to see some other like cool gangster type characters. And, oh yeah. Um, I'm really excited for it. I just love Colin Farrell in that role. He's so fucking good. Colin Farrell fucking killed this thing. He manages to be as disgusting as Danny DeVito's Penguin, <laughs> just in a very different way. Yeah, he looked like he was like the rejected cast of Jersey Shore. The way he talks sometimes, like. But he does. He has got those lines. My. Maybe my favorite part of the movie is where Gordon shows him the picture. The uh, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, "What are you showing me? Come on!" It, yeah, he brings his own penguin, and like he kind of has a little bit of a hobble, but it's really his face is fucked it's up. It's his face. Um, but yeah, he they don't really show it much in the movie, but he's got a leg brace on, and mm-hmm. that's why he waddles, and that's why they call him Penguin. Exactly, and yeah. I I love that they're setting him up to take over. Iceberg Lounge is going to be his now. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to control the whole fucking underground. And yeah. I want him to constantly be... I never want him to go away. Yeah. I want him to always just be a Always thing. be there. Always be there. He's got to go fucking deal with Penguin again. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite version of yeah, Penguin. Yeah, same. Who's just existing nonstop because fuck you. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. But, yeah, I hope that his show is all about that power struggle mm-hmm. of him, like, fighting his way to the top to fill that Falcone spot. We yeah. didn't really talk about John Turturro, but he was so good. He killed it, too. Um, he's He feels so dangerous. He does. And he feel like, he just helps you understand, like, what Gotham has been this whole time. Yeah. Um, it's it's really excellent. John Turturro is such a good actor. He is. Um, oh, shit. I meant to bring this up, but we didn't. But when he dies, because we, we talked a lot about mirrored moments and mm-hmm. symmetry and stuff like that in the movie and repetition. When you first meet Falcone, he tells a story about um, how Thomas Wayne saved his life, how they went to his house. And this uh-huh. is all out of The Long Halloween. Yes. Like directly out of The Long Halloween. They go to his house. He's been shot in the chest. And Thomas Wayne say, operates on him and saves his life. And he says he looks up at the top of the stairs and he saw Bruce Wayne looking down and he'll never forget that face. And, and in the end of that final scene with Falcone, he's been shot in the chest by the Riddler and he's lying down. He looks up and he sees Batman looking down at him. And then there's a moment mm-hmm. and then he dies. So I think Falcone in the moment before he dies is like, oh, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yeah. I think that's his last... He kind of pieces it all together, like the fact that he just yeah. walks into the club. Like, but he, yeah, he just he knows that face. He'll yeah. never forget that face. The the, the look in his eyes when yeah. he was looking down at him, shot in the chest. Yeah, he died the same way. Yeah, um, I forgot. I didn't even recognize that. That's cool. Uh, anyway, um, I really want to see. Just go crazy. Let's see fucking Rupert Thorne. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like trying to take over the mayor's spot. Let's see. Let's see the ventriloquist and fucking Scarface. Scarface would be really, really fucking fun as, like, I almost want to see him as, like, some hitman who's just kind of fucking out there. Like, I don't... I want to see him as a mob character. And I... Well, yeah, like, yeah. I want Richard Jenkins to play the ventriloquist. Him and Matt Reeves have a relationship. It would be perfect, too. Yeah. And it just would be kind of fun to, like, have him win the ventriloquist and the doll takes over. Mm -hmm. Like, that's when he becomes fucking brutal, right? Yeah. And, like lean on that and the fact that he has to have this ventriloquist character take over so he can kill these people yeah that's how his like very specific Mm -hmm. uh mental illness presents itself exactly yeah and have him kind of just be 
just I don't know. It would be he'd be so out there. He'd be a really cool like hitman character that's yeah. always kind of like hanging out around and like yeah. people like oh, who the fuck's that guy? Yeah, or he's got this like territory he controls. He took over one of these like super fucked up flooded areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be extremely interesting to see who they they bring up with Penguin. I think Dent might get introduced in Penguin, and I kind of want Dent to hang out a long time. I hope so. I don't want I don't want two faces in Dent. one movie. I don't want I don't want to see that full. Yeah. thing that's the only downside i have with dark knight is two-face yeah i was lived. a little like excited going into this movie early in development before we knew too much that two-face was just going to be around like mm-hmm. that all would have happened already i yeah. was excited by that idea and this might be where he comes he might get transferred over maybe the mayor he's a close friend of the mayor and the mayor goes hey i need your help yeah we have this city that i'm trying to turn around this da spot just opened up i think it'd be great mm-hmm. you know she may pull some string gets him like in or yeah. to run for it. Yeah. Um, or the mayor's two-face. Or the mayor's two-face. But I want him to, like, Bruce realizes, oh, shit, this is somebody I can actually trust, too. Mm-hmm. I want them to form that friendship. I want that to actually be, like, a full-on arc. Maybe give us hints of his anger problems. Mm-hmm. Like, introduce that a little bit. Him, like, him and Bruce, like, kind of, you know, connect over something like that. Because yeah. then when that fall happens, it needs to hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, that was the only thing with Dark Knight is it didn't build up to hurt. It just built up to bummer. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, oh shit, he was so he was so close, um, but there was never like that deep connection that when Batman was fucking going after Two Face, mm-hmm. he's going after his friend Harvey Dent. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So I would love to see that. And I think if they introduce him in the show, you know, then we can kind of get him in the movie. The cool thing I think they're going to do with Penguin is you don't need to watch it to see the second movie. Yeah, but I will. but you don't have to i think it's gonna when the second movie kicks in we're gonna see penguin in charge and the average movie goer be like oh that makes sense yeah it makes sense yeah that makes sense harvey dent's you know now da oh that makes sense i get it yeah you know maybe the penguin shows the election running but like makes total yeah makes total fucking sense yeah it's just a little background for fun things for us nerds but i do love that they've like They've got a cinematic universe, but it's just Batman. Yeah. And it's just this world. And Matt Reeves is the fucking Kevin Feige of Batman now. <laughs> exactly. And that's the fucking best. Well, it's it's the best way to handle these characters because when you have a character, a world like Batman with rich characters, not just in our like big five of rogues, yeah. but like we just talked about like Ventriloquist. We just talked about uh, Rupert Thorne. Mm-hmm. Like it, every character is good. Yeah. Like there's it's, so much. There's so many characters that could be fun side characters that we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, Nolan touched on a little bit with Zaz, kind of being introduced yeah. every now and then. I want to see more shit like that. Yeah, or where they're just existing. Or my favorite thing that Nolan did is that he had Scarecrow in every movie. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> At the end, he was the judge. Like, yeah, that was cool. He had straw sticking out of his judge <laughs> for warmth. Like, <laughs> I just like at that point he's like embraced his thing. Yeah, it's his like it's his own. Yeah. yeah. Um, Things like that would be really cool, and I think this could finally be the one where we do get that. And mm-hmm. we've talked about Freeze. Freeze Matt in this Re- world. Matt Reeves has talked about Freeze on multiple occasions. I feel like, I'm not going to say definitely, but I will not be surprised if they make that announcement. It, Especially because I feel like they've paid so much homage to the animated series, and you can honestly say the animated series not only really gave us like Harley... I think the animated series really gave us Mr. Freeze as it we recont- know him. Yeah, it completely recontextualized Mr. Freeze. Exactly. It, it gave him respect. Yeah. Like, they full on were like, no, this character's kind of dope. They're like, let's do something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things that this, we talked about the with the explosions and the flooding, what that could do mm-hmm. to the entire city going forward is yeah. endless. Absolutely. Um, you know, we talked about, like, just briefly, maybe Victor Freeze was had his wife 
uh, you know, in the cryer sleep, cryo chamber sleep, flooding tripped it. It it short circuited and it cut out and she died. Yeah. And in that moment, it also caused the accident that like made him. Yeah, he like falls into the pit too and yeah, he turns whatever. into freeze. However, they even go because like whenever. there's no telling. My favorite thing about the approach to this movie is like it felt grounded. Mm-hmm. Like I believed everything, but there's like really like it's really pulpy. Oh like, yeah, it's really comic booky. Oh yeah, um, those like fucking lenses he wears. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that it, that technology existing makes me feel like okay, yeah, Mister Freeze can easily happen in this world. Oh yeah, you just like it's all about the texture exactly and the execution. Well, like, even the suit, I would say this is probably the most unrealistic, realistic Batman suit we've had because mm-hmm. there's a scene he's just walking through the hallway and people are just shooting him in the chest and he's just walking through the bullets and punching them. Yeah, but like that is so believable but also so comic booky. yeah it also works from like it really defines his character and where he is at that point in the movie because mm-hmm. he like he straight up tells alfred like this is what i'm doing if it doesn't work like i don't care what happens to me like this is a batman that's like more interested in intimidating these two guys mm-hmm. than he is whether he fucking lives or dies in that moment Exactly. I think that totally makes sense and it totally tracks. Oh, totally. But it, it just adds to that, like you said, Pulpy, Mr. Freeze could absolutely yep. full-on exist. 100 fucking percent. I think there's very little that they've limited themselves from no. doing in and the, he would the be tone s- they've set. He would be so perfect. And also in the fact that the city's flooded. Mm-hmm. Who could really take advantage of a bunch of standing water right now? Yeah. So we could freeze it. And even, like... Let's let's put that aside and say like it's likely mm-hmm. it's it's possible and it's maybe likely. What else could they do? Do fucking like do, really take this no man's land setting and make it escape from New York? Yeah, and like Batman, like whatever you have to set up. But he's like in the worst part of the city that's cut off from everything else. Maybe it's set in one fucking night, mm-hmm. and he's just got to do a thing. Yeah. And, like, you're telling almost a completely different story the way Nolan, you know, Batman Begins and Dark Knight feel like completely different movies. Yeah. Um, I I would hope that he diverged from his style less because I just want to see more of this Gotham City in the same exact way. Mm-hmm. But it's a completely different story. It's Batman. It's one night. It's Escape from New York. There's all these gangs. There's all these villains. Like, what what's he trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Maybe he's trying to save the mayor... Yeah, there's really, like you said, there's so many, it opens up for just one-offs. And, you know, we could even get, half the movie could just be one night, and that could be one, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that, and then we get, like, the next day. I don't know. Yeah. Because it, man, I'm so excited. One thing I'm very happy to say is I'm very much in that pre-Dark Knight mode that I was in. It mm-hmm. was like, Matt Reeves, as long as it's him, as long as he's in control of this, I don't care what they do, it's going to be fucking great. Exactly. Like, He's, let him make his movie. I don't give a fuck. No, I, I don't either. Yeah. And I think he's handling Joker perfectly. hmm And he has it, and he knows how powerful it is. Yeah. And he's not wanting to blow the load. Yeah. He's, he's like even flat out said, I don't even know if he's going to be in the next movie. Yeah. Like, you can keep teasing him. You cannot mention him again. Yeah, exactly. Put him in the fucking Penguin show. I mean, we, who cares? That'd be cool. I think he is going to be a big part of the Arkham show. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to be centered around him. But, um... He kind of can do whatever with the character. And that's that's kind of fun. It's so good. And I think he knows... He's he's even talked about how the, the market could be very close to being saturated with Batman, right? Yeah. He talked about it. He goes, you guys have seen it. You guys have seen... Yeah. He, he, we, we came in with baggage. We came in with loaded yeah. expectations. But he found a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously I'm speaking as somebody where, like, Batman is my, like, thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has their... <laughs> 
their thing, whether it's Jesus or <laughs> or Batman <laughs> or Batman, and my thing is Batman. So like, obviously, I have that bias, mm-hmm. but I really feel like you found a way to do it in a way that feels so, especially if you only know Batman from movies. Oh yeah, this must feel like a completely new. Like, where the fuck did they get this shit? Like, it feels like a completely different thing. Everybody I've talked to, I um, one of my my friends. Uh, Nicole saw it today, and I texted her, what do you think? Because yeah. she's a very casual moviegoer. Yeah. And that's who I was very intrigued to see what they thought of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always tell people, like, oh, well, how's the new Batman movie? And I'm like, it's a detective movie. Yeah. Don't go in expecting, like, an action movie. Go in expecting a detective movie. Uh-huh. And everybody loves the fact that the plot carries the movie. It's, it, she even said it, it did not feel like three hours. Mm-hmm. It, the, like, it moved along really well. Like, I had a great time. And I'm like, Perfect. Like, the average moviegoer is now just like, oh, this is really cool. Like, Batman could actually take this tone mm-hmm. and be fun. Yeah. Oh, man. He did it. They fucking did it. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> I, I am so... I'm so excited for the, pen, the potential mm-hmm. of what the future is. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they could do anything and I'd be happy. Yeah. Give me ten more years of Pattinson, baby. Dude, <laughs> this is the first one, yeah, where I'm like, I hope they don't aim for a trilogy and call it. Like, just keep giving me stories just in this universe. Just keep doing it. Just do just, it. Just give me, like, just make him bond. Where, like, he just keeps coming back and coming back yeah. and coming back for different stories. Yeah. Like, that's even, all I want. Even if it's a limited to a trilogy, the fact that they're setting up this precedent of, like, we're going to do these mm-hmm. limited series in between. Like, yeah. it, it will feel like mm-hmm. this really expansive thing that just... Yeah. It's endless. Like, you can just keep digging. Exactly. And yeah. it's... The way they're setting up those shows definitely makes it feel like... If when we watch Penguin and then we go see the second movie and we see Penguin, we have immediate like a connection to him, and that doesn't actually take away from anybody else's experience. Mm-hmm. It just adds to ours. Yeah. And like, there's not going to be a moment where somebody goes, oh, "How did he? What's he doing?" Like, and we have to like explain Penguin in five yeah. seconds. Why does he have an umbrella? Yeah. <laughs> He's Penguin. Uh, but if you watch the show, you go like, "Ah, oh. mm. yeah." You get like a little inside baseball like kind of appreciation. If I can pitch something to Matt Reeves, oh goodness. I want to see, this is a very small, very subtle thing, but would make me insanely happy. Have Penguin kill somebody with an umbrella. Just once? Yeah. Instead of like a ref, instead of like an, a trick umbrella, it's like a reference, but he just shoves an umbrella down some guy's fucking throat. <laughs> That'd be fucking nuts. Yeah. And then it, for anybody that, you know, isn't that invested, it's just a crazy moment where he does something crazy. Yeah. And then for the rest of us, like, oh, my God, he killed somebody with an umbrella. <laughs> it's a penguin. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun, actually. And he could keep it the PG-13, because all you have to do is highlight it with a camera yeah, he's shot. he's just joking. Yeah, he's just joking. Yeah. Well, like, you know. Something worse. Uh, that guy should have had more or less of a gag reflex. It's his own fault. <laughs> it is. Shouldn't be so uptight. <laughs> Well, like, you know, like, Joker, like, kills the guy with the knife, but we don't actually see yeah, how he really does. Yeah, we don't see it. Yeah, it could be the same thing. I still don't understand how that guy died instantly. <laughs> it really looked like he cut him on the cheek. A good, a good little cut. He died from embarrassment. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't believe. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Anything else you have on this movie? Because I feel like we've been, we've gone on this roller coaster together. I think we've covered every bit of it. Long long story long um this is i like for me maybe i would have done things slightly differently or like individual moments but if you just gave me batman and said like make a movie that you want to see like what's your batman this is pretty much it yeah like this is the batman movie i would have made if Mm -hmm. somebody just like let me do what i wanted yeah i could see that um this is the batman movie that i 
think I probably wouldn't be able to make it, honestly. And I think I love it so much more for that. Mm-hmm. It kind of gave me a lot of things that I didn't know I needed mm-hmm. in a Batman movie, but they did it. I'm like, oh, no, that was it. That's what I needed. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, just, it felt... I watched it the second time, and sitting down and being relaxed, because I knew it was going to be good. The first viewing, I was honestly was kind of tense, because I'm like, oh, my God, I hope this is good. I've been waiting so long. Yeah. Second time, just knowing it's fucking gonna knock it out of the park, and I get yeah. to sit through that again. I could have been really embarrassed because there's been a solid four to five years now of me going like, "Yeah, this is gonna be great." Yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be a great movie. And if we could have been in a, a Batman v Superman situation, oh god, <laughs> this is a different where it ended, and I would have been like, "It's good, right? It's fine, right, everybody. It's fine." <laughs> oh. Oh no. Oh no, it's not. Oh no. I want to go watch. <laughs> it's dog shit. I'm going to go watch 89 Batman again and just cry. And I like to think that if it had disappointed me in some way, that I would have been able to face that and I wouldn't be a fucking, like on the internet six years later going, like, no, restore the reverse. Yeah. Only he, better. only he understood. No killing. <laughs> No guns. Yeah. That's your thing, man. <laughs> you know, I loved that. <laughs> Let me bring a small thing up. Mm-hmm. And that is the freeway chase with the penguin. Yes. I firmly believe zero fatalities. Do you? Yes. Let's go through it step by step. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Batman is chasing the penguin in the Batmobile. They go uh, for a certain uh, distance, the wrong side of the freeway, right? Yes. Penguin hits a car there. There are some cars, but it's like side to side contact. They're both on their brakes. They go over to the other side. They're swerving through all the semis. Batman is coming up on the penguin. Penguin puts a semi between him and Batman. Penguin brake checks the semi. The semi slams on his brakes, kind of swerves. Batman slams on his brakes. A car rear ends the Batmobile. Mm -hmm. Semi swerves. Other semi swerves. All the pallets start to fall off. Batmobile goes around. That semi with the pallet swerves off. Two semis left. They both tip over. One has a gas tank, a yes. tanker truck. The g- tanker truck, the tank ignites, blows up. It's a gasoline explosion. It's mostly vapor. Batmobile jumps through. I would say maybe some guys got hurt. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody died. It makes total sense to me that nobody would have died. Oh, well. And that's where I am. Just, just so everybody knows, uh, Jackson wheeled out a chalkboard for this. We have <laughs> photos of these events lined up i can draw you a diagram <laughs> uh no that actually checks out but i do i do think a lot of people like see fire and they're like oh it's like a dynamite explosion like, yes mm. yeah fireworks and science fire isn't really what kills you no in a uh well like one of my in favorite... a situation like that unless you're trapped in a burning car true uh well i mean on a stove. everybody assumes that with the movies anytime there's an explosion everything inside of it got decimated yeah exactly they it's think like it's for... like a bomb well, but for a while, we all thought grenades exploded into a ball of fire, and yeah. they don't. They're just shrapnel. Yeah. And that took until, like, I think the 2000s for movies to be like, okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry, it's not a ball of flames when it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Um, so, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, and I honestly... And a Batman with zero guns? No guns in the fucking Batmobile? Nope. No, no guns on his motorcycle? Nothing. Yeah. No, no fucking guns. Just grapple guns. That's it. That's all he needs. Mm-hmm. They, they might get a... They have a limp now, but that's that's what they get for you yeah. know, choosing the wrong side of the line. <laughs> they, they're in that limp yeah I don't even think anybody's that hurt I probably like not the, tem- the semi well, tipped over I think the only one that was uh, could have resulted in death was when he was fighting all the uh, the goons the Riddler goons and he like 
saw one gun aimed at him, and then he turned around and saw another one, and he just dodged. Yeah. And they kind of just shot each other, but he was just kind of like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, this is your choice. Yeah. Well, maybe those guys are wearing black jackets. It was a flesh wound at their shoulder. Who knows? But it's not his fault. He's like, like, literally both of your guys are choosing this, so here you go. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) That's not something I play Batman for. No. Uh, Yeah. Well, we'll probably talk about this again. You think? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to... God, there's so many great things this movie did. Good job, Robert Pattinson. Thank you, Robert Pattinson. Thank you, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves just fucking... A true gentleman and a Batman scholar. <laughs> yes, everybody fucking killed it. This universe could be opened up to anything. Maybe the best cast. Yeah. And that's yeah. really saying something. No, I would say best cast. Not one person was like... Like, everybody just fucking kills kill. it. Yeah, everybody stands out in their own way. You know who I love? Is the uh, the captain that kind of takes over as the commanding uh, police officer after the commissioner got, dies. He's got this crazy voice with oh, yeah. his voice and everything out. He's like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it sounds like he lost his voice, but they couldn't recast in time. So um, like, and just I went, there and go. I went and looked that guy up because I was like, is that his real voice? And it is. But oh. he's British in real life. Oh. So he's got like a... Yeah, so he's doing an American accent, but he has that like w- crazy voice. It was kind of cool. I loved it. it I love unique. that guy. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, it just sounds like some weird dude. They'd be like, yeah, this new captain guy came in. He's got like, this weird fucking voice. I love that guy. <laughs> I love him. Everybody just had character. Um, Zoe Kravitz carries more sexual tension in her facial expressions than I could ever hope to in my entire body. Her and Rob together. Oh my god. Yeah, it was one of those where I was like, yeah. and it's funny because they talk about it. They go, "Yeah, we're just really good friends, like Offset, and like yeah. we're really excited to work together." I've watched so many interviews with the two of them together. It's like <laughs> they're just like you can tell us get along. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, no, it was we're super excited to work together, and this is gonna be a lot of fun, and we had a great time, and they're just so happy. I know it's great. Oh god, it's lovely. It is. Any, anything else you got to add? That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Jackson's going to lay down for a little bit. <laughs> I might go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. He's <laughs> Batman's calling. The bat signal's on. Yeah, Jackson it's not just to... a call. It's a warning. <laughs> it's a warning for Jackson's sixth appearance. <laughs> at the, oh, no. At the movie uh, okay. Well, this was fun. Um, until next time. Mm-hmm. Yes, goodbye. Bye.